Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Cold War Podcast, episode 333, the triple three. My name's Benjamin Yoder. Here today, talked about video games. We just got some very specific news stories this week. Um, otherwise, there's not a lot going on. I'll, I'll kind of go through some of my personal life stuff, but I think it's going to be a shorter episode this week. But first and foremost, I want to start with a uh, announcement. It's been a year since I think I first mentioned considering doing this, and then hemmed and hawed for a hot 365 days. Uh, the only reason I know this is because last year at Portland Retro Game Expo, I recall at least talking to other people about this. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast as as quickly after, but uh, I am going to be shifting the podcast to a every other week uh, uh, format here. So I'm going to be skipping every 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 other week. Um, and uh, there's a lot of reasons for that decision. Um, I've been very hesitant about it because um, if you don't know, on my side, this podcast does a lot of things. Um, it A, gives me the ability to like kind of just air up my thoughts on things and in a place where it's kind of safe for me to just say stuff, right? Uh, I think when it gets to like videos and things like that, I want to be very careful with my words a lot of times. And that's still kind of true here as well. Um, but I think in the, in the case of this, you know, I'm at least very, I think upfront about things like when we talked about rabbit and steel and Final Fantasy 14 last week, that, uh, my opinions on that are hot trash in my opinion. And, <laughs> and I don't think they're very well thought out and I don't think they are, um, decent, uh, thoughts and feelings. So there's, there's things like that where like I am in the the process of understanding how I feel about myself and stuff. And, and it is a challenge and I, and it's nice to be able to say that out loud somewhere. Um, but you know, it's, it's like on this podcast, I don't think anyone really holds me to task for what I say on this podcast per se. Right. I, I think this is a, a growing experience. You're in my life. Right. And, uh, and you grow with me. Hopefully you're growing with me. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so there's that side of things. The second thing is also, um, before I started this podcast, I actually kind of really fell out of keeping up with news. So that's kind of my biggest concern is that if I don't have like something I need to check in on weekly for news, that I'll stop checking news. Um, so my hope is that I'll keep up with that. But um, at the very least, I suppose every two weeks, I'll start going back and looking at news. I don't want it to be that because as is a whole week of news is already really tough to keep up with considering how I look at news, right? It's different if you are just hitting the hot top headlines. We're not hitting the hot top headlines here. We are hitting the small, tiny headlines that I need to look for most of the time. And the last thing is, is it is a nice place to just dump my thoughts about games as well when I'm finished. And then it's like a nice pinpoint I can put down and then look into later and fine. Right now I'm like, um, you know, pretty deep in a lot of RPG. So I haven't really had a lot of games to really go through. Um, but I think when things get closer to me being like, hey, I'm just going to burn through a bunch of Wii games again, which I wanted to do recently, but Final Fantasy XI got in the way of that. Um, I, I, I want a place where I can dump those pretty quickly and not have to like think about it too much as well. So those are kind of the main purposes. There's also the fourth uh, item. I don't know if this is true as much anymore, um, but there is a while where I also use it as a way to like keep myself in check. Because a long time ago, I had a really hard time putting stuff out frequently, which is, I mean, it's still a problem today, but it's a problem for a different reason today where I'm like, you know, traffic jam between too many different ideas. Um, where in the case of 
back then it was more of just trying to act it out was a difficult thing for me uh, at times. I would rather just, you know, sit down and play games, which, you know, hey, totally, totally reasonable thing to do with your free time, right? When you're talking about video games on the internet. Um, I think that last part is less true now. Um, I don't know how much of that is true because of this podcast being an ongoing thing or how much of that is true because I have changed as a person and I'm just more active in what I try to push forward now, but we'll find out. Um, and I may still consider cutting it back even more. I was thinking about, um, so I, I, I think I mentioned on this podcast that I've been listening to No More Whoppers recently, which is a podcast featuring uh, Ray Barnholt and Alex Fraioli, I think his last name is and Ray I only listened to because of Retronauts, so I didn't really know much about him. And then uh Alex I met in Japan and that's how I found out about him and then listened to the podcast later basically. And uh and one thing he mentioned to me was like, you know, he found the quality of their podcast went up significantly uh when they switched to going once a month instead because they just had more valuable things to talk about most of the time. Um, which it was something that I'm like, well, that's actually kind of pleasant sounding, but I don't think I'm ready to make that jump all the way down to once a month or something like that right now. So, um, yeah. But it, my hope is also is that it will give me more time to work on things. You know, I mentioned last week I was going to try to stream, um, and I did not stream this week because, A, a lot of things in life got in the way, but B, you know, I also have to spend time doing this podcast every week. So I'm not saying that the po- the stream would have happened if I didn't have to record a podcast this week. But time that I could have spent doing that stream is now being spent on me sitting here talking to you as I do every week. Um, but not anymore. So anyways, um, I mean, th- it could be I find that changing it to every two weeks doesn't actually work well for me. And I will uh, switch it back. But for now, that is the plan. And and in a year, I think it's a lot of time where if I am still thinking about it, it's worth at least trying. <laughs> so, so yeah, next week there will not be a podcast. And uh, going forward, that may be also the case. Um, if you're like Ben, that is blasphemy. Uh, let me know. Um, any feedback is uh, valuable. I get almost no feedback on most things in my life. So, so anytime I get feedback, it is helpful. Um, so, yeah. Anyways. Uh, in terms of just like what I've been doing this week, um, there's some things that I don't really have a lot of conclusions to right now, but have been on the brain. One of the really big ones has been, uh, somebody reached out to me on, uh, my personal discord, although we moved it over to the PCFX fan club discord because it was PCFX enough that I think it made sense, um, to talk about it there. And that is the Blue Breaker version of, uh, or the, the Sega Saturn version of Blue Breaker, which if you don't know, Blue Breaker is a old, uh, PCFX RPG, dating RPG, similar to like Sakura Tyson kind of thing. And, uh, there's a ports that happened after the PCFX version. And one of those ports was the Sega Saturn version, which is actually hand- handled by a company called Success. Um, it is, uh considered as far as i'm aware as i have heard from japanese forums it is considered a very broken version of that game apparently there's a lot of issues with that um i did find out some information as to why that's the case but i'm still trying to figure out if i can actually say that right now i try when i talk to people i try to make sure that like i understand what can be public and what they want private right a lot of the time. So, so I got to figure that out if I can talk about that more openly. They're okay with that. But anyways, um, so I, uh, was looking into that and, uh, yeah, we don't really know what's going on yet, but, um, basically the, the, the story goes on the Japanese internet that human, the company who published that version of Blue Breaker, uh, basically made a revised version of that game that fixes a lot of the bugs and uh, allowed you to mail in your copy and get a uh, new copy back with bugs fixed. Um, 
there is no real official information on this version of the game. Uh, there is, as far as I can tell, no print differences, at least from all the discs that we've seen online of these versions of the game, but we don't know which versions of the games are which. So it's question is like, okay, is this a rumor that started on internet forums or is this something that actually happened? So um, I reached out to uh, Bobo at Hunex and uh, got the response of basically, he doesn't know. <laughs> um, he was aware there were issues with that version of the game, but otherwise it wasn't, was, and, and at the time it sounds like maybe had coworkers who were aware of it as well. Um, but uh, at this moment, uh, he cannot, he has no, no recollection of knowing of that program. He did say he heard about it later on the internet, but wasn't sure if it was true or not either. And then, so, uh, we are now trying to reach out and contact somebody who posted about that program back in the day and seeing if they participated in that program and if they got a disc and if we can get a picture of what that disc looks like. Um, cause it very well, I mean, there's, there's kind of a lot of different scenarios here where either uh, it is incredibly rare, you know, human went out of business like two years later, so it's incredibly rare because, uh, you know, you have to ship your disc in to get that revised version. Uh, it can be incredibly common because maybe there's only certain versions of that games that were broken, but then like the second print run was fixed, right? We don't know how many print runs there were of that version, of, like, of say, the second center version of uh, Blue Breaker and stuff like that, right? Um, or it could just not exist at all, right? So there's a lot of variations that could be there. Um, I did reach out to, uh, the, um, Sega Saturn podcast guy. What is it called? Shirocast. Um, he did initially respond to me, but did not respond to my follow-up comment to him. I probably won't try to reach out to him again and remind him of it until I have more information. Um, but yeah, I don't know if he just lost track of our conversation or if he, uh, was like, I don't really think about that, so I'm not going to respond, but I don't know him personally, so I'm not saying that means anything. When you're on the internet and you have, like, a following, uh, trust me, where, like, even even my my small-time baby boy brainbenyoutube.com channel, um, it, it can be challenging to keep up with everyone, um, and so, like, this, and I'm, like, tiny, right? So the second that explodes to, into any number that's above what I'm at, basically, I'd imagine it is also incredibly challenging. So, so yeah, but um, it would be interesting. Uh, as far as I can tell, there's no other information online except for random people posting about it in Japan. So we'll see. Um, but the the guy that we're messaging, I don't have a ton of confidence we'll hear back from him. There's a lot of reasons why I won't get into it. But anyways, that is that. The other thing, and this is not anything new, um, so we talked about Rabbit and Steel and like the context with Final Fantasy 14 last week. And uh, that stuff is still on my head, honestly. Um, I think if I were not stuck between a bunch of stuff right now in games and life and some projects I committed to and things like that, uh, I would probably resub at this point and just start playing it um, just to start feeling it out because I think I'm ready to reapproach that game. But it's just time right now. So um, I did do a little extra research. I didn't want to look into it too much. I don't want to sit there and like, you know, make a grand plan when I get back. Because I think part of the problem is, you know, going back to that game is me going in with the expectation I'm trying to get something done. And I think um, it would be nice to not feel that pressure and just like enjoy that game for what it is. And uh probably not do the main story quest would be the initial plan for sure. 
But uh, I mentioned, I think last week, I was looking at Red Mage and Blue Mage. I looked at the Red Mage ability list just because I was like, I, I know in concept, Red Mage as a concept, right? Magic, melee, right? That is kind of, or all magic and some melee, basically. And uh, in, in, the case, in case you did not know, Final Fantasy XI uh, did not really fulfill that role very well because Red Mage Chase basically became a full-time mage um, unless you just wanted to have a fun time by yourself, which is not something you could commonly do in old Final Fantasy XI. Um, so I'm curious if it changes today now that like there's trust magic and things like that, right? Um, which speaking of which, there's gonna be like a Final Fantasy XI stage play apparently with like some stories that they're gonna tell that like weren't included in the game. So that's kind of interesting, especially if we're at the point where like they're not planning on adding more story content to Final Fantasy XI again, like delivering it this way is kind of interesting. But anyways, um, I have no real thoughts on that otherwise. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was looking at the Red Mage ability list just because like I was curious. And I mean, I have no context for what's going on with the Red Mage abilities and stuff, but I was looking at it. I was like, is it all like? charge based it feels like which basically like what i mean by that is like you use certain abilities that charge other abilities and then you use those abilities which drain those charges and then you switch back to abilities that increase those charges i don't have in in in, in on a high level looking at that ability list that sounds incredibly uninteresting to me um, I'm not saying it can't be good. It can't be fun, but reading the descriptions, I'm like, all these abilities sound incredibly dull. Um, but you know, I think it, I think there's a difference between reading an ability that says, you know, has 150 potency and adds two white charges. And then if you have this many charges, it enhances this ability, right? Like, I think there's a difference between reading that and feeling it in, in like in gameplay. So I'm not counting it out right now. But I think that definitely there's I think everything I have done like thought about with Final Fantasy 14 and getting back to it, I have uh has made me feel less enthused about my potential uh, opinion of that game when I get back. Um and I also just did a little poking around on like what's going on with Blue Mage, which if you don't know, Blue Mage is a special class in that game where you basically uh don't play most uh, not most of the video game. There are parts of that video game you cannot play as a blue mage. Um, and those are incredibly important parts. Like, hey, the main story of the game for a variety of reasons. Um, but I think it's just because the class is a little too flexible. And thing about Final Fantasy 14, I would say, as somebody who does not like Final Fantasy 14 2.0 and beyond, but I, you know, I would not, I would not say I am uh, unbiased in this opinion as a Final Fantasy 14 1.0 and 1.23 fan. Um, everything about Final Fantasy 14 seems about, hey, what if you had no flexibility whatsoever? So I feel like Blue Mage, on the surface level looks like a job that has some flexibility. I'm sure if you go and look online, there is some meta of the best way to play Blue Mage. I do not care. I, and like, I, I am like really thinking I do not want to engage with any kind of guides or anything like that if I go back to Final Fantasy 14 because I just, I do not care. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like everything that has to deal with like optimization in that game and like playing the game the right way, maybe is the way to put it. I, I was going to say it in quotes, but nobody has said that to me. But what would be, I think, be considered the right way um, sounds incredibly unappealing to me. So I think that will be my goal um, with that. But I think I think chances are I will probably. And I mean, it, it, there's so much content in Final Fantasy 14. I mean, I don't know exactly what Blue Mage is cut off of, but I'm going to guess if I really want to spend time just playing and having a good time with Blue Mage and I find that to be a good time and I just want to keep doing it, 
there's probably enough content to keep, keep me busy for a while. Doesn't mean I can go play the main story stuff, and that's fine right now. That's not my goal. I do not care for the main story of Almost 14 at this point. I have... It's been so long, and I've completely disjointed myself from that story at this point. And I think everything else about that game has kind of poisoned my feelings about Final Fantasy XIV as a whole, that it probably has bled into the story at this point. Um, you know, I, I remember there are parts of 2.0 that I liked, um, but like I remember going to Heaven's Word and following that story and feeling like it was the most drag-on forever story, which I know for 2.0 is even more true but I think in the case of 2.0, I was playing as that game was live, so it didn't feel as intense, where if you go back and play this game, you know, after the fact now, it feels incredibly intense. And that's kind of one of the nice things about, I mean, you're going to see here and compare about what Final Fantasy XI does uh, <laughs> that uh, 14 uh, is better at. But, um, you know, I, I think Final Fantasy XI, like, the story stuff is there, and it is something that you can do, but it's not incredibly overbearing as like the main progress of that game, which I mean, hey, look, they're different video games and Final Fantasy XI, if you want to talk about a Final Fantasy game with story, guess what? Final Fantasy XI, very little story on the surface level if you play that video game. Um, there is story there. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of story there, but uh, how that story interacts with you in the game playing process is very different and very uh, less urgent where in the case of Final Fantasy 14 I think it is very urgent as far as I can tell so anyways that's really where I'm at with that um I don't think I'll have time to do it anytime soon I would not be surprised if I don't do it until next year and hey guess what there's a good chance come January I will have completely thrown this to the back of my mind and I will not be thinking about this actively because that is how I am as a person. <laughs> so, so I mean, and this is the problem of the traffic jam of RPGs is I'm stuck in these RPGs and I want to finish them. And I'm not saying they're saying like, oh, I hate playing Arkwright's Fantasia. I hate playing Tokyo and I hate playing Final Fantasy XI. I really enjoy them. They're great video games. Um, and I, and I, I'm glad I'm enjoying my time with them, but it does mean that impulse I have of, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. All that gets blocked. And so, and, and to some extent, I feel trapped um, a little bit. But I still, like I said, enjoy those other games. So it's not like I'm sitting there going like, oh, I gotta finish it. No, I enjoy Tokyo and stuff. But it's just a time thing. Time and time and space. The hit Final Fantasy 13 2 song. Time and space. It's Jillian's Corner Time. Thank you, Jillian, again, for supporting us this month. We, have got, we also got another supporter this month, uh, Zero gave us uh, some donations. So thank you, Zero. Again, if you want to ask a question for the podcast, you are welcome to do so. If you donate on uh, uh, Kofi and send me a message and I will answer that question that you provide on the podcast. Uh, most uh, th uh, There are limitations. Do not send me a question asking about my social security number. I will not provide that on the <laughs> podcast. Um, anyways, Jillian, has asked us a question, though. Thank you again, Jillian, for support on Kofi. I hope I didn't say Patreon earlier. I always say Patreon. It's Kofi. Have you ever bought a game you knew nothing or very little about? I think I think you probably know this already, Jillian, um, at this point. But, like, I, I, I often want to know very little about any video games I uh, buy or play. <laughs> um, so it is not something that I, uh, I, I research very often most of the time. Um, I usually prefer to go in fairly blind um, as I, after I just talk about researching Final Fantasy XIV stuff. But again, trying to be very light about that. 
Just trying to make sure I'm not like setting myself up for immediate failure is basically what I'm doing with that. But um, so in most cases, things like Gourmeti for the Wii. Um, yeah, I, I don't know anything about Gourmeti. But there are things I look at that box and it catches my eye and it um, you know draws me in. And I'm, I'm willing to take that risk for five to eight dollars of whether I like Gourmeti or not. Right. Um, but here we are. I have not played Gourmeti still today. But anyways, that is something I am willing to risk, though. Um, and now that I don't care so much about physical media as much from, like, actually using it, I do like having the case just to remind myself of Gourmeti and, like, make a library and be like, oh, you know what a video game is that I have that I could play right now? Gourmeti. Um, rather than just, like, disappearing into the ether of my brain of video games that I know it exists, but I don't actually play. Um... But uh, there are some situations where um, I do buy games that I have less knowledge of. Um, and the easiest platform for this to happen on is the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. Um, and unfortunately, the reality of that usually ends up being is I buy very few of those games because it's really hard for me to look at one on a shelf and be like, oh, this is the video game. I have to pull out my phone and research it. And, you know, that's not a problem per se, but it is not the immediate you know, goal of just picking something up and looking at some screenshots and being like, this looks interesting, right? Uh, three of those games that I did at Portland Retro Game Expo last year was Hamster Paradise 3, uh, Kisekai Monogatari, and Dr. Rin uh, Nikimite. I think two of these, Kisekai Monogatari and Dr. Rin, I think are anime brands, if I recall correctly. I think Hamster Paradise is a hamster raising similar from Atlas, if I recall correctly. Um, I did not look at these video games at all, really beyond, excuse me, I just like burped in the middle of talking, um, and, and look at it beyond, uh, the label itself and them being very pink. I think maybe there's a girl on the Dr. Rin and Kisekai one. I think Hamster Paradise is a hamster, but I think Dr. Rin might just be like bubbly text actually now I think about it. But, um, this is all my memory of picking up a video game and buying it, uh, a year ago. Um, I ch tend to not buy games this way because, hey, guess what? I still don't really know what those games are and they're in my collection. And because I don't know what those games are, I do not know when I will look at them because I don't really get the urge to be like, hey, Transformers on the Wii. It's time, baby. What's going on with Transformers on the Wii? So that is the thing that uh, I think is a, a, a challenge with that for me is if I literally know nothing, then if I'm not playing it immediately, it just disappears into my library and I never see it again. So, unfortunate for those three games. Uh, hopefully someday, but I think I'm going to play many more DS Games for Girls games before then. And guess what? I haven't played a DS Games for Girls game since Cheer We Go in like 2021. So, please understand. Thank you. Um, things are coming along. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, thank you again, Jillian, for your question. Thank you again, Zero, for donating as well, and, and Jillian for donating too. Um, both of you for donating. And uh, again, if you want to ask a question, feel free to donate to me on Kofi, and you'd be happy to uh, provide that. And then also, the next time I do a uh, premiere video, I am currently uh, including thank yous at the end of those to Patreon Kofi people, um, if you did not know that. So if you go look at the Hackhawks video and the uh, Dog of Bay video, I think, those are the two I think that it's included in. I don't think there is one for Babylon's Fall. I don't think that's there. So I have a lot of video ideas going on right now. I'm in a real traffic jam in everything in my life right now, and uh, videos definitely are a part of that process. Um, you know, I did the Final Fantasy XI thing. I, got, I tested it, and I got like in a position where I think I'd know what I want to do now. It's just a matter of doing it. 
Um, and then also uh, there's the Animal Crossing video that's kind of still just like lingering about. There is the Soma Bringer video. Um, there's two videos that are kind of on top of my mind right now that might be shorter videos I can put together, but I don't know. I don't think I'll know whether or not I, they will be shorter until I actually do them. So, um, and they're they're not time sensitive, but they'd be nicer to get done sooner rather than later. I um, uh, thought about those this weekend, and I just don't know if I'm going to be able to get to those anytime soon, unfortunately. So they may disappear into nothingness, so I won't say what they are. So, <laughs> and then also, of course, there's podcast stuff. Um, some, 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 uh, what were the guardrails? I don't know. Some things have come up on the podcast front. Um, I was working with a few people on things and uh, a lot of slowdown happened. Um, so as much as I would like to progress on that right now, I don't think it's going to happen right now. Um, which admittedly, I wasn't planning on putting anything out for that anytime soon. I wanted to get that done towards the end of this year, but realistically, I'm, I'm not seeing that right now. Um, I just got caught up in too much other stuff this year. So, um, I had made a lot of plans before I went to Japan and then, uh, proceeded to not follow up on most of those plans once I got back. I also did like one test recording and, um, some problems came up on that test recording. Then nothing wrong. And I'll eventually will post that test recording up either, either as its own podcast on this channel or on, on uh, like that's whatever that you know additional podcast idea thing i have is because i'm going to probably release stuff in bulk or at least you know uh, finish the majority of of chunk of podcasts and then release them uh, at a scheduled rate for that that set of podcasts so what am i talking about why am i here news time we got some hot news here very exciting news um for people that are me and you and my friend uh you um <laughs> Anyways, um, we got some hot uh, Atoka doll related news, um, or at least I don't know. It's not well. Actually, there is one very small Atoka doll news story. I didn't look into this. I'm sorry, I did not look into this deeply. There are some new Atoka doll acrylic stands. I think they're a prize for like a web crane game thing. I don't know for sure. I didn't look into this deeply. I forgot to. I'm sorry. I'm here reading this line on here that says look into this more, and uh, I did not. I think it's like a prize on a crane game thing. But there are new Atoka doll acrylic stands that they're selling which is very fun um but probably the bigger news that is only like vaguely a all related but if solomon program is any indication a took all may appear in this there's a new game from likely that developer who worked on games like oreka battle dragon collection solomon program and a took all um, it is called oren and it is for mobile and pc it seems very heavily based off oreka battle which if you don't know oreka battle as far as i can tell seems like the most popular of their that developers games um but it is also the game that i played a little bit of when i went to japan i went to like one uh one i think it was around one that had a machine and uh i played it there and i was not particularly impressed from what i saw i also have that like portable one i think i think my problem with oreka battle comes down to like there are randomized elements to combat and it, it makes it hard for me to get like super invested um but this might be a good chance for me to try it out and see uh you know what it is there's an open beta right now i forget when it closes like 500 players i opted not to get in just because i'm already kind of clogged up with stuff but i think once the game officially launches i will try it um, but yeah, it is very much a monster collection kind of game, and it is very much presented in a card game style, even though on phone and PC, you will not be having physical cards, obviously, or at least as far as I could tell, that is not the case. So um, it looks neat, though. Um, but yeah, the, it has the same treasure chest uh, monster from Eureka Battle. A lot of the character designs are very similar. I don't know who does the character designs for those games. They have a very distinct look. Uh, the Eureka Battle ones, they always have like green eyes or something like that. And I think, I think in the case of Solomon Program, they kind of stepped away from that a little bit. 
Um, unfortunately, I have not revisited Solomon Program. I need to. I will try to give you guys an update on that as soon as I can. I just It's just been a long time. And there, there could be a chance that I've always misunderstood the story of how Solomon Program turned out and that you can't play it anymore. But my understanding is Solomon Program is a game you can still play. Um, it's just how it's implemented is different now. It's got like an offline version. But I saw someone that I think might be complaining that you can't download it anymore, though. So I don't know. I need to do some research into that and figure that out. But unfortunately, that is not something I'm doing today. Anyway, it's very exciting to see they're still going. And I'm glad they're they're thriving as a developer. Or at least they're still pushing forward as a developer. No idea how successful Solomon Program was. Uh, it was around for a couple years, I think. Two to three years. So um, I don't really know what the... Uh, lifespan of like a live service game for Konami is and stuff like that you know obviously Square Enix I have a little bit better understanding of how those games play out but Konami I don't really know I think two to three years for most developers is probably like a we gave it a shot we may have broken even or made okay money or lost money and uh it's time to move on kind of thing right um where in the case of Square Enix, that is, uh, did you figure this out in 12 months we are shutting this game down <laughs> so um so yeah so very exciting. Um, this isn't really news, but something I found out about recently, although it was something that started happening this year, Hunex, uh, our Lord and Savior Hunex, the best developer in the world. Um, if you don't know, they are a longtime developer. They uh, developed a lot of Bishoujo games back in the day and a lot of RPGs, and they did simple series games for a while. Long history, diverse background, Project Witches. We were looking at that in the uh, movie night on uh, on the Discord recently. And uh, Project Witches we were looking at, and that was kind of a simulation raising game with, like, idle elements. I think it's supposed to be, like, Idol Master, but everybody kind of looks like toddlers instead. Um, anyways, uh, they uh, launched a publisher for Western games. However, that is not for Western published games. Like, like what I mean by that is that they are they are saying, hello, Western game developers, would you like to have your video game released in the Asian reason, region, specifically Japan. And uh, they uh, did launch this earlier this year. Um, they have one game under their belt. Let me see if I can check out what game that was here real quick without disrupting our podcast too much. Um, Almighty Tree, The Last Dreamer, is the one game they published. I think it was like in May this year. So obviously has not been a lot happening in that front um, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, they published that and, uh, it's like some game developed from, or a game developed in Wales or something like that. So, um, it seems like they're trying to break into that market. Um, if you don't know, I mean, Hunex is involved with a lot of big, like visual novel IPs and things like that. Um, I was looking recently and they, they did all the like PS4 and Switch versions of the Fate games and stuff like that as well. So I, I have a feeling they get around a lot and, um, you know, I don't know how successful they are per se, but they've been around for a very long time and, uh, have continued to make money in their niche. It seems like enough to survive at the very least. So I'll be curious to see if they do any more with that. Um, the, the, the publisher branding for that is called Tensho, by the way. Um, there's also, uh, if you didn't know, there is another label for Hunex games called Dramatic Create. I believe Dramatic Create is their, uh, porting label. I think that's how that works. So I think Dramatic Create is the porting label. Tenshoto is their Western publishing label. Or Tensho, sorry. Tenshoto is a Final Fantasy XI thing. Tensho is their, their publishing thing uh, for Western games. And then Hunex, I think, just to delineate which games they specifically made. Um, I feel like I've seen a mix of Hunex on some ports, though. I will say. Like that label. I could be wrong. I'm not looking at those games physically very often. I will typically only buy Hunex games if they are made by Hunex. So, um, yeah. Anyways. 
Um, Touch Detective 3 is uh, coming out to the West. If you don't remember, a long time ago, we talked about the Touch Detective Collection. came out in Japan, I think, last year. Or maybe it was this year. I don't remember. But uh, they they released Touch Detective 1, 2, and 3 remade for the Nintendo Switch. Touch Detective being a point-and-click adventure series for the Nintendo DS. That was kind of niche, but uh, people liked it. It's got a really cute sense of humor. Someone told me recently that it was kind of like... um, a parody of, well, I don't know if it was deliberately so, but it, it felt like at times like a parody of adventure games where it was like, we're going to lean into the fact that none of our solutions make sense kind of thing. Um, and But that's like part of the humor of the game. Um, but they're doing something interesting for this localization. If you did not know, Touch Detective 3 did not get released in the US back in the day. I think it was a 3DS game, if I recall correctly. And so what they're doing is they're advertising this new collection as Touch Detective 3 plus the complete case files. So as far as I can tell, just the collection again. But uh, they are saying, hey, this is a new video game, Touch Detective 3, for you Westerners. So uh, we're going to sell it as Touch Detective 3 instead. But also it it includes the uh, complete case files in there. So as far as I can tell, same product, just labeled differently because of our history with Touch Detective 3. Anyways, some very exciting news stories in there. I I like all those news stories. Very fun. Um, those are the kind of news stories I like to see in my life. Um, so anyways, yeah, I mean, it just as a reminder, for some reason you had this podcast playing and you were out in a car driving and, uh, you got a car accident and you missed the first six minutes of this podcast. You're like, ah, Ben, I just, I I was traumatized and I don't have time to roll back in this podcast to listen to what you said at the start of the podcast. Um, reminder, I'm going to try to go to a every other week publishing schedule here. See how that feels. If I hate it, then hey, I can always come back and do every week again. Um, I get a feeling that it will probably work out all right, though. So anyways, um, that's all. Again, uh, I did not stream this last week. So if you were like, Ben streamed, let me look up the archive. I did not do that. I would like to. Probably will not next week, though, I will say. Just busy right now. So I might have to wait until November to really uh, uh, plan to do that. I mean, it doesn't take that long, but it is still multiple hours of my night to do that. Um, So, yeah. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you, or great two weeks now. Enjoy yourself for the two weeks. Uh, Does that mean we're going to miss Halloween? I'm kind of curious. Let me see. We're going to miss Halloween, baby. Enjoy your Halloween. I got a little ghost here on my microphone that's hanging down. Boo! I got it at the Portland, uh, uh, what's that called? Um, what's that place called? What's that place called? Planes go in there. Airport. Portland Airport. They, They had a little ghost there and, like, one of the random, like, gift shop things. Like, that's cute. I will buy it. Uh... HLW Friends? So what's on that label? I don't know if that's the shopper, if that's just who made it. Midwest CBK. I'm looking, I still got the label on here. I should probably take this off. Corporate capitalist ghost. Got a barcode on him. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, what was I saying? I don't even remember. There's no new content though. Uh, please enjoy. Uh, no new content time. But uh, again, if you didn't listen to it, we had our PCFX Fan Club podcast uh, recently. If you want to go back and listen to that. Um, otherwise, I am uh, just kind of jammed up right now. So I'm hoping um, stuff will happen, but we'll see. Anyways, that's going to be it, though. Thank you again. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh, one short that comes to the website. Now, bye.